0: Prime Minister, do you have a message for those people at home unsure of what to do at this time? My message to the public is this. Stay at home, listen to On the Left Side, and uh, save yourselves. I I mean, uh, save, uh, save our NHS. Save our NHS. Hello and welcome to a satirical soccer show that finds itself in a pretty unique position right now of not actually having any football to talk about. But what well, fuck all else to do, so we might as well give this a go. There was a glimmer of light in terms of the footballing return at some point this week after it was agreed by the Premier League that no matter what, this season's matches would be finished at some point. We just don't know when that point is going to be. One of the potential suggestions is it could even start within the next four weeks as games start to be played behind closed doors. I'll be honest, the idea that games be played without fans was something that a week ago I was dead against. But now, having spent my week at home, watching reruns of The Big Bang Theory on E4, frankly, I'd give my right ball for a little bit of footy on the telly right now. Most importantly, though, for some, it means Liverpool will get the chance to actually win the title rather than be handed it in some kind of pity move. However, as inevitable as that victory is, if you were left in any doubt at all about its inevitability then thankfully Euro Club Index have stepped in. To remove any of that doubt, they have just finished running 100,000 season-long simulations on a great big supercomputer in order to come up with the shocking reveal that Liverpool, with their 25-point lead at the top of the Premier League and two wins needed from 11 remaining matches to lift the title, will, yes, probably win the title. Good job, guys. Glad to see that supercomputer being put to brilliant use rather than, say finding vaccines or something. Ooh. I'm not really sure you need a supercomputer to work that out, if I'm honest. A dog with a crayon would have probably worked it out from the current situation. Or maybe even Jesse Lingard. Ah! The current lack of football is probably a welcome break for one man, however, because if there isn't any football and TV, then surely it becomes absolutely impossible to have a go at Paul Pogba. Or so you would think. This week it's not Graham Soonis having a go at Paul Pogba because of his hair or his dancing or his Instagram accounts. Well, not that we've seen on TV. Anyway, I have no doubt that Graham Soonas is standing in his back garden as we speak screaming about the player's lack of work ethic, but I imagine that's just for the benefits of his neighbours. Within the wider footballing community, he's been pretty quiet. You're not agreeing with me? No, this week's Pogba bashing was left to the Suns' chief embittered leathery windbag, Neil Custis, who decided now was the perfect time to have another go at the Manchester United midfielder. Pogba was priced out of a move last July. Since then, he has played just eight games... Shot some hoops in Miami, rode an exercise bike in Dubai, and danced at his brother's wedding. And recently posted an Instagram video of himself training in a Juventus shirt with the name Matuidi on the back, insisting it was in support of France teammate Blaise. Firstly, I mean I'm no highly paid football journalist, and I'm not entirely sure the exact levels of fitness needed and how it differs between, say, dancing at a wedding and playing 90 minutes of football in one of the most competitive leagues in the world. But I'd estimate it was substantial. Secondly, maybe he insisted he was supporting an ex-teammate because that's exactly what he was doing. I'm not sure how long the narrative surrounding Paul Pogba's lack of game time for Manchester United because of an injury can continue when there isn't actually any football being played for him to take part in. But I'd suggest if the agenda against him continues, we're probably only around two weeks away from him being blamed for the whole coronavirus outbreak in the first place. Which is ridiculous. Because we all know that is Manchester City's fault. (gasps) Think about it. Mikel Arteta had it first, stopping Liverpool winning the league. Genius from Pep Guardiola. (laughs) On the topic of Manchester United midfielders and the coronavirus, it has just been revealed that the former Reds half-tree, half-man Maron Fellaini has been diagnosed with the illness, which is a real shock. There was a man who always made contact with others via his elbows. So you would have imagined he would have been pretty safe. It's another former teammate of Paul Pogba's we're going to talk about next, though. And that is Romelu Lukaku, who was talking to Ian Wright on Skype about how his life has changed since the outbreak of COVID-19 in Italy. How do you feel though? You feel okay? Yeah, I mean, I just, you know, I just miss like just the regular life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Being with my mom. I miss training. I miss playing games in front of fans. Ah, oh, poor Rom. It must be so hard to cope if you're a professional footballer. Locked away in your luxury apartment with your personal chef and your swimming pool and your high-tech gyms. How are you coping, mate? You're alright? Maybe I could send you that one bit of toilet roll that I've got left, because knobheads in the real world keep on buying it all. Look, it's tough for everyone right now, and I appreciate it. It's probably bad for... Premier League footballers, NHS workers or whoever you are, but now it's not really the right time for the privileged few to be having a bit of a whinge. I never thought I'd say this, but I think Big Alan Brazil on Talk Sport was actually talking sense this week. Premiership footballers have no problem at all. They're financially sound for the rest of their lives, OK? Yes, they're missing out on some big games. Yeah, they're bored at home. Well, a lot of us are bored at home, right? Do you reckon they're going starving, the premiership players? Do you reckon yeah, they have, they have no low rolls and no fresh veg and stuff? But there's a lot of people who can't work and not getting paid. A lot of people are struggling, can't pay their rent, can't pay their mortgage. So let's start thinking about those. I mean, he's right. He's right about everything, especially the toilet roll thing, because it appears that if there's one thing that footballers have an abundance of, it's bog roll. During these troubling times, footballers are obviously getting really bored because they appear to have nothing better to do than kick toilet rolls around their house right now in something called the Stay at Home Challenge, where footballers attempt to do keepy-ups with a bog roll. I've seen loads of web articles this week raving about how various players are showing off their silky skills but I've no idea whether that term applies to the actual talent or show or the level of luxury of their chosen toilet roll brand. Mm. Terry Omri, Lionel Messi, Jamie Carragher, Tim Cahill, Tammy Abraham and a whole load of other soccer stars have all shown their skills trying to do as many keepy-ups with a bog roll as possible whilst locked down in their own homes. And it has taught me two things. One, footballers get bored really quickly. And two, footballers can't decorate their houses for shit. Forget toilet paper. What they really need is some decent wallpaper. (laughs) Obviously, we can't really blame footballers for the fact there is no bog roll in the shops right now. We can blame that on all the knobhead panic buyers. Stop it, you dicks. But maybe we can blame the lack of pasta on the FA. Rumours started circulating earlier this week that Wembley Stadium was going to be used to cook A giant lasagna to ensure that people didn't go hungry during the coronavirus outbreak. Rumours that all started from this WhatsApp message. My sister, her boyfriend's brother, works for the Ministry of Defence. And so one of the things that they're doing is they're actually working on making a massive lasagna. So they're actually, at the moment as we speak, they're building like the massive lasagna sheets. Um, and they're just going to start making the layers um, today. They're making lasagna the size of Wembley Stadium. So how they're doing it is they're actually putting the the underground heat in at Wembley. That's going to, like, bake the lasagna, and then they're going to put the roof across, so it's like a recreate an oven. Um, And then what they're going to do is they're going to, like, carry that. Um, They've got loads of drones, and they're going to, like, lift it up with the drones, and they're going to, like cut off little portions and like drop them into people's houses just to make sure everyone's eating still and no one dies which is obviously quite sensible yeah yeah sounds really sensible it's the kind of story that you think that no one would take seriously right no one apart from the fa that is who felt the need this week to officially deny that they were using wembley stadium's underground heating to cook a lasagna big enough to feed the nation thanks for clearing that up guys However, we are yet to have any word on whether they're planning to use St George's Park to bake a giant garlic bread. Maybe it's not as stupid as it sounds. After all, cooking a giant lasagna inside Wembley Stadium wouldn't be the first time the Italians have shown us how it's done on a football pitch. That's it for today's show. That was a terrible joke to finish the episode on, but we are done. Click subscribe and you'll get a new show as soon as it's ready, which hopefully will be around this time next week as long as there is still stuff to talk about. Very quickly though, before I go, um, I think it is times like this when the world is going to shit that football sometimes kind of comes into its own and you just have to look at the likes of Gary Neville giving up his hotel in Manchester to NHS staff. Gareth Southgate writing a letter to the public to praise key workers and their hard work at this time. Paul Pogba and Romelu Lukaku giving sizable donations to funds to help combat... The outbreak of coronavirus, it shows that football can, away from the racism and away from the hooliganism and away from the greed, sometimes be a force for good. So if you're on the right side of football right now, well played. Thank you for listening. Stay safe. Stay well. And for God's sake, don't go touching each other. Oh, yes. Go, uh, on the left side is written and produced by Jim South Sal- no, 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 by uh, 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 by, Ant yes, that's it. Ant McGinley and Jim Salveson, uh, with additional voices by Kieran Sword, whoever he is.